Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. This is Amy Barker. And this is Richard Gray. And from the Geek Actually Studios, this is Podcast Pillow Fort. Uh, coming up today, we're going to talk about what's new and making news in podcast land. We'll send two podcasts into the Pillow Fort Smackdown. And as always, we'll wrap up with things we've learned this week. So grab your headphones, a tall drink, and join us in the Pillow Fort. Hey. Hey, we're back. It seems really empty in here today. It does. We're missing. We've only got one David in the room I this know. week. There's something very funny about that. Yeah, I think I think it should be contractual that <laughs> David Longo should appear on every single <laughs> podcast ever. Absolutely. Every single. He's going to be a busy boy. <laughs> we oh. got so much great feedback from last week's episode, yeah. which was kind of a, a little bit weird for me because it was, this is, I'm co-host on this show, but yeah. it was. You interviewing me, yeah. David McVeigh and David Longo yeah. about the other show that yeah. we've been doing for 132 episodes. Yeah. So, but we we got great feedback yeah. from that. A lot it of was people loved fun. that. People who'd never so listened to Pillow Fort fun. before, yeah, sort of said they were loving it, just yeah. loving. And other people, um, I think someone like uh, Matt White, who's a long time listener, yes. said that hi, he, Matt. hi Matt, <laughs> uh, who, who we who we saw at our last live show, yep. um, said something like, you know. It was kind of really interesting. And I think uh, Jeff Witham said this as well. Like they both kind of made comments to the effect of, um, you know, I've been listening to all your podcasts for so long and I've listened to everything that you've done. So it was kind of like it was interesting taking that journey with you because yeah. I remember all those points yeah. that you were talking yeah. about. So, and I was joking uh, when we were, we were putting that show together. I was saying I was just lobbing out question grenades and letting yeah. you guys just kind of <laughs> run with it. And I, I hope that's how it came Have off. Have you ever listened to any of the other shows that we've ever done? And I'm going to mention <laughs> the, the, the legendary show that returns yes. this week from on the yeah. Our network, um, which nice, is nice. uh, you'll you'll know that that, that chaos reigns supreme. Yes, uh, we like a show. bit of chaos. Yeah. Nothing wrong with a bit of chaos. Exactly. Yeah, I'm like a dog chasing a car. I wouldn't yeah. have to do it. I, I want it over fries, you know, with a little bit of chili on the side. Mm. Yeah, chaos fries. No, don't talk to me about fries. I ate far too many of those <laughs> recently. So, hey, so, so stuff's been happening. Stuff's been happening. You mean there's been news? There has been. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So um, this week, there's a Vulture TV podcast has been announced uh, from New York Magazine. And they're going to be talking about um, the world of television, what makes good TV and how it gets made. So that sounds kind of interesting to me. Mm. And this this next one, I don't know how I feel about this one. There is this Pocket Cast app Mm. that what it does, you you can use it if you have too many podcasts like I do and you want to burn through them quicker. This app will actually compress out all of the silences. Oh, wow. So that... (laughs) That the thing we talked about those pauses that are put in there for effect. We talked about it a while ago from um, Pitch. They talked about the, the Clear Mountain pause, and but then but then every, the storytelling. Every well, episode of Behind the Panels where we go, this is behind the panels. Yes, we, this is behind the panels. Exactly. Oh, wow, it's a completely different animal. Wow. Yeah. That's so, weird. but if you're more about you know you've you've got a feed that looks like mine, which is ludicrous, uh, maybe it might be a good idea. We're talking about Roman Mars next, but it would change his podcast completely. completely. Because he's got the very, very deliberate way of speaking. And in fact, some of the podcasts we're talking about today use pauses quite dramatically as well. (laughs) <laughs> so it's, uh, uh, David McVeigh has just shown you a note Yes, yes Okay, it's not, it's, it's not for sharing <laughs> No, it's not for sharing, okay, it's so for us Speaking of Roman Mars yes. I'm, I'm jealous I am too. so You kids passing notes in guys. Roman Mars is appearing at TED uh, Right now, I just saw a tweet from him He's in Vancouver as we record if, if you follow his Twitter feed or if you follow his Facebook page You'll see he's been posting photos of him with his little TED uh, yeah. um, uh, like lanyard and yes. whatnot and getting very excited about the talk and so whatnot. Good. So it's great. I mean, it's, it's great recognition for, for him. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and Vancouver's a big one. So, yes. you know, that's not one of those little, you know, satellite ones. So fantastic. Well done, Roman. Yay, good one. Good on and you, this Roman last Mars. one I just added today because I just found out about this today. Uh, if you listen to Welcome to Night Vale. Yes. It has a huge <laughs> cult following. Oh, my God. It's so ridiculous. I love it. Uh, they have a book coming out, an actual print book coming out wow. in October. Uh, and it's like yes, stories 1.0. Oh, I know. It's yeah. getting old school. Uh, Cecil Baldwin will be narrating the audio book. So if you want to go in, he's the narrator in, in Welcome to Night Vale. It's Bells. pronounced Cecil. Yeah, I think so. As far as I remember. Cecil, go not Cecil. Oh, well. Depends on what hemisphere you're from. Cecil? 
And the thing that I found most interesting is it's number seven on currently. I just checked this before wow. we came in to record on Amazon's bestseller list. That's that's pretty big. That's insane. I mean, it's it was above uh, on, when because I, I literally just looked at it before I left work today, and it was above um, Harper Lee's the <laughs> the Kill Mockingbird follow up mm. on the on the bestseller list in Amazon. Interesting. Which is crazy. Yeah. So good oh, wow. for them. So it's yeah. like Harper Lee and yeah. uh, Cecil Baldwin. Yeah. And so it's, you know, wow. up there. So well done. That is amazing. I know. Fantastic. Now, speaking of podcasts, it's uh, I'm always looking for that news like it's 2015 is the year of the podcast. Yes. We touched on this last week. Yes, we did. Which was the podcast award nominations. Yeah. From podca- you can find them all at podcastawards.com. Yes. Now, what we thought we'd do is go through and have a, a look. A couple of them, yeah, 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 and see. You know, I, I voted, and I, and I, I don't, I don't think this is like normal elections where you can't say who you voted for. I think no, it's I okay. Think, to I say think you're who. allowed to vote once a day, unlike a normal yeah, election. Yeah, yeah. So. so go in there because uh, <laughs> the uh, voting is open until March 24th. So get in there. By the time early. this episode comes out, you'll still have another couple of days to yeah, vote. Yeah, theoretically. So. so if you're listening to this in the future, then they're already closed. Sorry. But you can probably start looking at next year's one. Yeah. And, and, and nominate us yeah. when you do that. Why not? But, uh, we'll remind you of that one. So that people's up. choice. What are you yes. thinking? Who are you thinking? Well, look. I mean, really. There, there is one podcast there that Ugh. that stands out and has pretty much dominated mainstream news which is Serial. Serial has uh, it's, to It's hard right. to imagine anything other than that because I haven't to be honest I haven't heard of most of the others. Well no I, such thing as Fish I know. I, I love the title of Mediocre Time with Tom and Dan. I know that's fantastic. <laughs> I mean it's, and it, as they pointed out during the nominations it all depends on the actual audience. Now yeah. a lot of those shows might have weekly shows or more. Yes. Serial isn't currently on, so yes. their fan base isn't getting a weekly reminder to go and vote for right. them. Right. So, uh, and I think I think we I think David touched on this in last yeah. week's episode that you can literally just get your audience. You can effectively uh, not buy, but you can effectively encourage yourself into a nomination by just reminding your audience con- constantly yes. to say, "Go, go nominate vote. us, go vote us first, go vote, vote first, vote, go vote, vote first. And if you've got that audience and you've got that constantness, I will be interesting to. I'll be really interested to see what happens in that one, that People's Choice one, to see if Serial does pull it out. Because if some, it's going to pull yeah. in the people that are, you know, that are listening in other places, yeah. but maybe wouldn't know that this. But awards it, exist. It got a nomination, so clearly that audience was there to push yeah, it into, yeah, into nomination level. Yeah. There, but there's some very, very specific podcasts in some of the, the other... Yes, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. ESPN Fantasy Football is <laughs> like kind of specific to me, but you know, I'm not a huge football fan, so... But I remember down in, in the things, it was like Scandinavian like yeah. ice fishing food or yeah. something. Something very, very specific, yeah. which you know would only have a, a limited audience, of but course. clearly their audience is dedicated yes. enough to then go and vote and listen. Absolutely. And um, okay, who are you voting for and best produced? Uh, best produced, wow. Um, See, look, again, I, I, I don't know. I love everything that Radiolab does. I know. And they've got really, really well produced shows, but then you wonder if some stalwarts like, you know, Adam Carolla show or the yeah. Joe Rogan experience, you know, who have won a few times in the past. Oh, let's you know, see. Yeah, because so. I've got the list here of oh, who, the... who won before Best Produced. Rob so Radio Lab po- has won it in the past. Yeah, back in 2010. And Rob has a podcast who's nominated for People's Choice this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not, not under, um, no, not Best, under produced. Best Produced. So look, I, I would say that probably there's something like Radio Lab. Yeah, me too. Or, or one of those big heavy hitters, Joe Rogan or yeah. Adam because just because they're names and people yeah. tend to just vote for what's familiar. Yeah, absolutely. Rather than what's they use a really good podcast. Yeah, yeah. You think Adam Kroll is going to win? Yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah. I'll be. We'll be interested so to we're, see. We're not going to do all of these. No, I no, don't, no. I don't we'll have be an here opinion forever. on business, although I do quite like uh, Freakonomics. Uh, see, uh, I, I think startup is going to take it. Yeah. I think startup's going to. Why get are we that talking one. about business? Move on I to the good know. ones. Okay, I, this is the comedy? one. No, culture arts is uh, the one that because because I want to quickly mention my, comedy because the morning stream got a nomination, yeah. which is great news for David McRae. So I would, and that tends to that's got a really good rabbit audience. Yeah, and but so does WTUF with. Mark so Maron. yeah, look at that. Morningstream and got it last year, and WTF the got two it years the before. two years prior. So so yeah, so it's between those two. Oh, basically. easily. And again, no such thing as fishes in there, and that's the right. um, QI people. Okay, so, so you want to look at culture <gasps> arts? Culture arts because oh, Ooh, oh wow, I that's, don't that's know who tight. I'm going to vote for because there's at least three four, of your four, 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 four so, of my big ones: so pop, pop culture, culture happy, happy hour, hour, American Life, 99 PI, yeah. and Bullseye. Oh, Bullseye! I don't listen bullseye to. Bullseye is in there with Jesse Thorne. What's Bullseye about? Oh, Bullseye is an interview program with Jesse Thorne. Yeah. It is fantastic. It is if you want to look for the, to the top echelon of 
interview podcasts, I would say that one and Girl on Guy are the two biggies. I want to start listening to Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Yeah. What else was there? Uh, well, I know in, in education one we've covered before, Grammar yeah, Girl got Grammar a nod, Girl. which is great. Yeah. Um, but also Hardcore History, which is one of my favorites. Yeah, you literally and like Stuff that You one. Should Know. I also love Stuff You Should Know. So they're all ones that, that yeah. it's close between. Oh, can we just be over PaleoCast? I mean, nothing against them. <laughs> I'm just over the whole Paleo thing. I look, entertainment. There's I got to like, vote for Taylor Talk. I'm sorry. Yeah. Got to vote for Tay-Tay. Taylor Talk. Which, uh, YB Hater, man. <laughs> right? Hater's going to hate, hey, hate, hey, hate, hate. But, but there, I think you know, it's really interesting about entertainment. Yeah. Uh, nominated this year is The Talking Dead. Yes. The Walker Stalkers podcast. Yes. And the Walking Dead podcast. You think <laughs> so that's a little popular? So, yeah. Oh, I mean, the Talking bit. Dead is the heavy hitter out of yeah. those. But, oh, yeah. And it's one in the past. So, mm, mm. Um, let me see. Food and drink. Uh, dinner yeah. party download. Di- we've dinner party before. download. Uh, I want them to win it. Have they won it before? Hang on a second. I just want to click over to the who's won it before. What was that? Food, food and, and drink. drink. No, the beerist. No, the beerist. <gasps> They've not won it. Okay, we gotta so, we gotta make this happen. We gotta so, make yeah. dinner party download win it this year. Because, That's just it. But it seems like beer seems to have that that. Uh, That's an amazing sort of up. coming together of two different uh, hobbies is mm. is podcasts and beer, which you know I uh, I agree with because you know L- looking at my some of my yes. wheelhouse stuff here, movies and films. Yes, uh, there's only a handful of these I actually listen to. Yes, and uh, have you listened to How Did This Get Made? Uh, I haven't actually. God, yeah. it's hysterical. But, but Film Sack's Film Sack. nominated again, and Film Sack last won Let's in see. it won last year, and it won in two thousand and ten as well. Two thousand eleven, rather. Where is it? Uh, Sorry, so I'm just there. So oh, 2011 there it is. And 2013. Movies and films. Thirteen. So okay. it won twice. Yep. Um, and I think and some Doug of loves movies. Doug loves before. movies has been yeah. nominated again. Yeah. Oh no, it hasn't oh, been nominated. Oh no, it this hasn't. Flophouse is in there too. Uh, and I think uh, one of the previous winners, which was Spill dot com, ah uh, yeah, uh, has been nominated again. And I can't believe. Uh, okay, well, yeah, no, some, some, yeah, some, some, uh, some, some of the uh, old school ones haven't been nominated this, yeah. this year. But familiar names like Schmoes No and, yeah. and things like yeah. that have been nominated again this year. So, cool. Um, I think it's safe to say that neither of us have an opinion on religious inspiration. Nope. Um, even the politics ones, I don't have a tendency <laughs> to listen to those. You know, this is actually something I think was really, really interesting. Yeah. Uh, getting down to this end, uh, the travel podcast. Yes. Where there is one, two, three. Possibly a fourth, fourth one that I've forgotten. Um, all about Disney. Disney. And and you look back at the you previous, the previous win- years, winners and, and it's been all w- Disney. Well, actually, for the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven years, years, WDW Radio has consistently won the yeah. travel podcast. And the one before that is Mouse Tunes, which I would probably argue, I would probably guess is is a Disney one. Disney one. So there's so a fairly the, good chance WDW Radio do, is going to win this year. If you do a you know a Disney podcast, you will probably get win a a, a podcast award. Though I've, I've interested noted that a friend of mine does a podcast called Zippity Doo Pod. Yes, um, and it's not nominated, unfortunately. But uh, there used to be this hair gel back in the eighties that I used to use <laughs> back when I, I I had very spiky hair in the eighties because that was what we, we did, and it was Dippity Doo. <laughs> Dippity Doo. That's what it was called. That's it's yeah. <laughs> well, so there you go. It's that's, so make sure you make sure you vote. Yeah, and we'll vote be, early, vote often. Vote early, vote often. <laughs> we'll be coming back around to this a little later because uh, I did live tweet the nominations. Yeah, and got a little. Bit of excitement out of that. (gasps) That's gonna. That's uh, we're gonna come back around to that. Mm. Because I'm just gonna get a little squealy when that happens. Oh, speaking (laughs) of, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna preempt this next session for one second before Richard plays. Is if any of my family are listening, uh, we're gonna put uh, in the show notes when to skip over and to start listening again because uh, we're gonna be talking a little bit about sex and a little bit about love. Yes, we. uh, I was gonna say in my life, I've had some uh, a couple weddings I've been to lately. Went to a wedding and then my sister got married. I went to one of those weddings. You did. This was a work colleague. It was. It was. A, it was a mutual. It was a mutual friend of ours got married. Hey guys, and my sister just got married. Hey Kelly. Hashtag BJ for Matt. Hey. Sorry. Hashtag. And a friend of mine just announced her pregnancy, and so uh, you know, feeling a bit loved up at the moment. So we thought we might talk about some some love and some love in some podcasts. So, so it, could, it could get a little blue at some stage. It could get a tiny bit blue. And at least some people might just find the titles of some of these episodes. Uh, <gasps> Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Confronting, shall Fronting, we say. yeah. Oh, that's fine. So, without any further ado, let us step into the ring, as mm. it were, <laughs> for another Pillowcast Smackdown. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, please be upstanding for another podcast Pillowcast Smackdown. In the filthy red corner from PRX's Radiotopia, Nick Vanderkolk's monthly dose of the seed to the sublime... 
for another round yes oh too uh, funny too see, funny I never hear inside those. baseball exactly yeah. Amy never hears that before we record before we so, start recording yeah. so that's, that's always a nice surprise so I I'd, for I'd me surprise with a colour me bad there yes very nice well done yeah <laughs> that is, that is uh, the most baffling song it, it, colour me bad I want to sex you up from the early to mid 90s yeah something the, like the that the lyrics are I want to sex you up we can do it till we both wake up <laughs> So know. we're just going to pass out and keep going. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those no means yes and yes means oh. I'm going to pass out and keep going. <laughs> no. Uh, no, 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 no. That's, that's what that song is. Yeah. About. But these two episodes, these two podcasts that we're looking at this week are yes. two very different podcasts you know, around very similar subjects. Absolutely. And on the surface, you know, there's love and radio and there's love and sex. And yes. so on the surface, you, you could think that they would be uh, very similar. They might be very similar. They might be cover similar subjects, yes. but there's very little crossover. I think we found one tiny little bit of crossover at one point. There paddles. Actually, yeah. Paddles yeah. came up paddles twice. Paddles came up twice in two uh, very different... Very different yeah. contexts. Um, but let's start... Oh, should we start with Love and Radio? Let's start with Love and Radio because it is the longest running of the two. Yeah. Uh, given that Love and Sex, HuffPost one has only been around for four episodes. Four episodes, yeah. Um, but Love and Radio has a long history both in radio and then as, as a solo podcast yes. outside of radio. Yeah. Um, it used to be on uh, on NPR. Yes. And now it's moved over to uh, Radiotopia. Yes. And it, one of its claim to fame is when it was back in NPR, it was one of the, back in 2006, it was the only NPR in their directory that carried an explicit tag, <laughs> <laughs> which I, I guess that speaks volumes of NPR. Yeah. Yeah. Considering all the stuff they talk about, that that was the only one. So, Love and Radio. Gosh, how do you start to describe this thing? It's one of those podcasts that I've been meaning to listen to for ages. You mm. hear it, it always makes a top list of, you In fact, know, it might have get... been one of the ones I mentioned at the very start yeah. of this year as one that I meant to catch up with. Yeah. 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 And it really is a, a storytelling at its best. It's not um, the, 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 hosts very rarely interject themselves into it. Mm. It's letting people tell their own stories. Yes. They may they may push it along a little bit. And yes, they do cover some things about about sex and they do cover some things about love, but it is a broader conversation. And which is which is one of the things I'll mention quickly now because we'll get into this when we talk about the other one. It's one of the things that I like about this podcast. Yeah. Over over HuffPo's one because yes. HuffPo seems to interject their own voice a lot more often. Yes, uh, and that's why I like that this very much like PRX's other uh, podcast and Radio Lab's other podcast. Yes, um, is very story based. It's very yes. very personally story based. Yeah. and which there's one we're going to talk about which very much illustrates that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's let's go into that one. So one of the episodes, the most recent one as of the recording of this podcast, is one called The Living Room. And mm. we re I know. I know. You were listening to it on the way to work and you came in and your eyes were welling up and I'm going, <laughs> what, what? And you're like, uh, have you heard this one yet? And I'm like, no. And that's. I think that's when these are really yeah. powerful is when you just can't stand it and you do have to share it with somebody. And I'm not going to spoil. We're no. going to, we were talking about this before. I'm going to try really hard not to spoil the story. But I think anybody who's lived in sort of a high density urban yeah. space and I think you put it best before when you were saying it was kind of like rear window it's it's, 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 it's kind of like a um, a sadder version of rear window yeah yeah because rear window wasn't sad at all <laughs> no well rear window was it was is exciting yes and that's what everyone says it has got that voyeuristic element to it and that's what it is but anybody who's lived in those you know yeah. sort of urban dense situations you you can't help but sort of view your neighbors I, in a certain way. I know, way. and I've said this to you a number of times. Yeah. I know the flat immediately across from me. I know who lives there, and I yeah. know when they're having a party, and I know the one that there's a flat in the opposite corner to me, and I always yeah. say there's, there's these three women who always on a Friday night, Saturday night, yeah. it's the same three people on the balcony 
top of their lungs. I can almost hear what they're saying <laughs> across the, you know, across the way. So it's that, it is, you, you, you live you, in a flat long enough, you get yeah, that kind of relationship kind of, with people you'll never meet. Absolutely. You know? And, you know, and I had the situation in my old flat where I had, there was a family that lived sort of across and below. And I, I was, the, they had in the window that sort of faced our building, they had a happy birthday, you know, banner in the window. Yeah. And it was up there all the time, but there were so many people living in that flat <laughs> that I think it was every month it was always somebody's like we could birthday. Take it down, but, it's, but you know what? Yeah. It's Joe's birthday next week, so we'll just leave well. it up. Um, but this is the, the most recent episode, and it is about sort of that 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 seeming relationship you almost you know, develop. You feel as though you know someone. And, yeah. and where this episode goes, we should, we're should we not spoiling it because it starts in one place yes. and ends up somewhere very, very different. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But this is uh, the the woman telling the story about how she's starting to develop yeah. this obsession to a point yeah. with her neighbors. And we should say the episode's called The Living Room. The Living Room, yes. So we got used to it and we we, know, we would notice like, oh, look, they got a new you know plant in there. And they became sort of part of our lives, you know, because they were just always there and never, ever bought curtains. Do you think all the neighbors in your building and the surrounding buildings also saw this? It's funny. I think that the way that we're positioned, because all of the buildings around us are different sizes and our building is the tallest one on our block, but it's exactly at the right level to see I have a friend next door and then a friend across the way and, and all of them have windows facing the gardens, but not all of them are blocked. And I look at the other windows of the buildings around us and I don't think anyone has this perfect level view. The irony is that I'm such a private person and I don't know, am I supposed to have maybe respected their privacy and just looked away but it's impossible because that's the way the chairs face. <laughs> they face the window. I couldn't I couldn't not see them if I wanted to. But I guess I could have not gotten the binoculars. <laughs> yeah. Somehow I knew you were gonna cut it at that point. Yeah. I, I remember yeah. I remember hearing that and thinking that's like, a great Oh, that's a perfect spot to yeah. that. But it is. Yeah. It's you end up with with those those sight lines to into some places but not other places, and you do develop that weird relationship with your neighbors. It, it's a fascinating story because what effectively you have is a half hour episode, yes. give or take. Yeah. Uh, where it's one person telling a story. Now there's a little bit of music underneath it yeah. and, Here and bits and, there. and pieces that they produce, but it's mostly her telling the story yeah. of, of what she sees out the window. Yes. And, and a little not... bit of the host sort of, you know, just prodding her along. You heard that yeah. other host coming in there. Just just sort of, you know, pushing the story along a Which little bit. Which kind of feels a little bit like, you know, if you're used to any of those narrative-based yes. uh, uh, serial, uh, well, serial is one of them yeah, that does yeah. that. 99PI does it as yes. well. Any, any of those kind of podcasts where it's kind of, it is a narrative, but yeah. a prompted narrative. Yes. But it still lets them tell their story. Absolutely, absolutely. And, it, and yeah. some stories. I'm going to cry. <laughs> I know that that is a, that particular episode. <laughs> don't listen to that one alone. Or, no, or in, a in the middle play, of the office. Or in the middle right. of the office, or while driving, maybe or something. <laughs> I listened to it when I was driving, oh. and I, I missed my turn because I was listening to it. There's this thing that you're looking and, for the button for the windscreen wipers <laughs> for your eyes. You know, there was this thing that NPR had come out with as CDs that they had come out with a while ago called Driveway Moments, Ooh. and they were stories that had come out of their you know podcasts and their radio programs oh, where you had to stop and sit where in the when you were in yeah. the driveway and you wanted to hear the end of it yeah, and so yeah, you yeah. would sit in the driveway in your car <laughs> waiting to hear the end of it and that this one the living room definitely driveway moment there you I, could I, not walk away from I that i can tell one you i literally it. got to work and yeah. had five minutes to go and sat down and wow. listen to it yeah because i, I, I beautiful it, it, storytelling it took, it took me you know the length minus five minutes yeah to, to get to work and that's, that's one thing we'll say about the show is it is good for those transitory moments yes you absolutely just want half an hour to listen to the other, you also hear stories from other people, yeah. okay. <laughs> some of which you don't necessarily want to hear. Yes, uh, including should should we go on to this next one? Yes, this we can, we'll introduce this one, then we'll talk about it after. Uh, this is an episode from an episode called "An Old Lion or a Lover's Loot." From Radiotopia, you're listening to Love and Radio. I'm Nick Vanderkolk. Today's episode: An Old Lion or a Lover's Loot. I would love to have that opportunity to take you out and treat you like the queen you are for real. I think you're a beautiful young lady, you know what I'm saying? Okay, I got some questions for you. Okay. okay. You can ask me anything because I'm a professional at answering questions. Okay. Now, you know they might be a little bit uncomfortable to you 
And, and once I hear them, they might be on company me, but I promise you I'll answer them. <laughs> Is there a picture of this guy on the website? I don't think so. Oh, I know. I, I know. want to know what he looks Jerome. like. Jerome. And that's that's one of those stories that <clears throat> exists for, I mean, every woman has been catcalled on the street. doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. it happens. I mean, there was they talk about that video of the woman yeah, yeah. in New York who got catcalled like how many times in an hour. Um, but it's that experience. Like, who thinks that's a good strategy? To this pick up Jerome women. does, obviously. Jerome, and he's reasonably According successful. According to his interesting maths. Yes, he definitely has some, inter- he definitely has some interesting math yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> he, he actually, because he, I think something like um, out of 10 women, yeah. <laughs> uh, four of those women will stop. Will stop, and nine out of those four yes, <laughs> will yes. so, we'll sleep with him. So, yeah. It's, yeah. So, you know, he's got a pretty good strike record, this so guy. So, 90% out of, I think he was. He ended up modifying that to three out of five. Yes, of so, the four that responded. The, yeah, it was, yeah. So, I'm going to start yelling at people on the street. Just on the street. Can, uh, will that work with money? I like your hat. <laughs> I want that to work with money. Give, yeah. me, give me a 20. Give me a 20. Give me a 20. Give, give me a juice of ribies. Uh, in Australia, Mary Ribie is on the $20 bill. Ah, there you go. There you go. So there's, there's something you've learned this there's week. There's something. I'll, put the, I'll, I'll save that for later. <laughs> but it is mostly it, that particular story, it, the dynamic between the host and the subject, and then there's yes. a third person in the, in, the, in the mix there, is the story itself. Yeah. Because he cat calls... Jerome Cat calls uh, Anna, who's yeah. the, who's the the narrator of the story, yeah. and works you know is a, is, a, is works for um, PRX, and so he cat calls her, and she just pulls out her mic and starts interviewing him, and he ends <laughs> up being this crazy character, yeah. and so their uh, story together is it makes sense that she's very much involved with that because it is very much about their dynamic, not necessarily just Jerome and why he cat calls women and what his sort of you know love life has been and how many women he slept with and blah blah blah. And and she doesn't accept bullshit. No, either. she. What I really like no. about this episode and, and it's something that. It is interesting to compare to the HuffPo yeah. one, which we'll talk we'll, about in a moment. We'll get to in a minute. Uh, is that it? It it lets him tell his story. Yes. But when she 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 has a very good bullshit detector. Oh yeah. And when they get to a point where it's um, bring up that 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 oh yeah old line love. I was so, trying I, to see. I just want to see. No, there's no photo. No, of there's him no on photo there. of him. And We're I desperately looking. wanted there to be a photo uh, of him on there, but. Uh, yeah, she she actually sort of pushes him on the notion because he talks about having a, a 26-year-old daughter and, yeah. and, and pushes him on the notion of would you like it if someone did this to her? And he goes, well, if she met an older man and she said, no, no, I'm not talking about meeting an older man and falling in love. Yeah. How would you feel about women who are frightened to go out in public because, you know, people like right? you are calling at them constantly. Exactly. And he goes, and he, and he has this completely... He has an answer for everything. Yeah, he does. And you can see why. See, on he's some a player. Level, he's a, exactly. Yeah. You can see on some level why he is so uh, successful. He gets ninety percent of his forty percent um, <laughs> because because he is very. Uh, even though you know he sounded kind of rough in that thing. Yeah, he, he's, he's got away with words. Oh, absolutely. You know? He's so very charming. He's a, he's a, very he's charming, a charming dude. You know, I would probably do Jerome. You know, I you, you know, know I. Probably have a cup of tea with him. Yeah, I would. Oh, see, dude, I would love to sit down with him and have a chat. You oh, know? He'd, he'd be fascinating. He would we be. Should get him on the show. Oh, it'd be awesome. Let's go find yeah. Jerome. We need to find the male Kimp person <gasps> and Jerome and get them on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I think what? at the actually the end of one of the Love and Radio episodes, they refer to a sponsor as Male Kimp. Yeah, they actually <laughs> refer to the company now as Male Kimp. But I'm just I'm just on the Love and Radio website, just sort of perusing some of the <coughs> the previous episodes there's one with genesis peorage which is fantastic so if you yeah. don't know the story of genesis peorage and lady jane it's and i already knew a bit about them because i watched the documentary a few years ago and yeah. the story and you know i the sort of music i was listening to yeah. as well so i kind of yeah. knew of genesis peorage and yeah basically we're talking about someone who effectively founded the industrial scene oh um, like literally literally coined, coined the, term. the term industrial yeah um and and so and that is is basically Genesis talking. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a few prompts from the and host in there. Yeah. Right at the beginning, but then the rest of it is just him talking. Genesis' story is interesting because it's also, and to bring it into the love and the, the love and radio yeah. element of it, it's because his relationship with Lady J, yeah. they effectively tried to become the, the same, same person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the effect it had when she died. Yeah. And, and that's... It's really interesting. And there's some really beautiful moments in there about how they're saying that they kissed for half an hour and 
that that was the that was the genesis part in the the pun yeah. of, of them wanting to be the same person, person. because they yeah. realized that there was this energy that they needed to recapture. What if they could have that all the time? Right. And I thought that was just a fascinating story of their thinking. And this is someone who literally transformed their body to become yeah. – they, they transformed each other's bodies to become like each other. Exactly. So and they it, were mirrors of each other. And yeah. it's nuts. When but it never sounds it. No. You know, it, it sounds it never, perfectly plausible when yeah. he's talking about it. He's like, well, of course we both got the same breast implants and we yeah. cut our hair and dyed our hair the same and wore the same clothes. But, yeah. you know, duh. Why wouldn't, yeah. you, why wouldn't you want to be exactly like the person that you love the most? Exactly. You know, it sounds completely plausible. Right on, Genesis. <laughs> I think he's fabulous. No, I, I, I agree. And, and it was a really interesting episode to find in the middle of all this. Yeah. And that yeah. gives you an idea of the... The breadth. Yes. Yeah. The other one that uh, that's actually a bit sad, and I don't, don't know if you had a chance to listen to me about that this one, one. the magical know. world of Eva Julie Christine, is actually really sad. Yeah, um, it's it's interesting and it's 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 a beautiful story. And again, she does most of the speaking, but it's oh, it is a bit sad. I don't want to get drunk because I want to get sad. But it, it is a very broad. Uh, the subjects that they cover on the show are incredibly broad and they I think Love and Radio is I don't know what else they would call it from what I understand she's Europe's only female illusionist there you go there that's her and she's very very blonde oh she's got the white tigers yeah and it's it's a little bit sad that she's talking about all the animals and Mm. yeah I don't know if I want to listen to that one yeah yeah she's uh, trying to figure out that her next step for escaping the chaos in the Ukraine so, huh. and that you can't just like, cause she has, you know, does, works with circus animals and they're her animals that she takes care of and, yes. and that you can't just up and move from country to country with a bunch of animals. Like there hat, there's all this yeah. red tape you need to do and, but you oh, want to take I care see. of yeah, them and it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it can be quite sad. No, either. maybe, maybe you shouldn't listen to that one. No. So, but that is a uh, love and radio. A different is, kind of old line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, Huffington Post, we, we, we should, we should say, talk about Huffington Post more Broadly, yes. Before we start talking about yes. their podcast now, HuffPo, as we'll refer to uh, it as, yeah, because having um, the post takes too long to say. Uh, HuffPo, let, let's face it. I mean, let's they they are they have become they're a, a news big, aggregator. They're a news aggregator. They have become seen as a large news source, mm. but mm. as as the recently late David Carr pointed out, um, you know, the front page of Huffington Post without uh newspapers of record like the New York Times yes. would just be a bunch of empty uh, uh holes. You <laughs> yes, know. exactly. Now their love and sex podcast yes. is interesting in that it does have two hosts. Yes. Uh and that they, their voices are quite strong. Yes. I find it. They and they don't take a back seat in this no. in in this in the production of this show. No. And it's them actually often visiting and experiencing some of the things they're talking about yes. themselves and then determining whether or not they would uh, visit them again. Now, from we play a couple of weeks ago. I think yes. when we first um, started, when this was first announced, or maybe earlier in the year when it yeah. was first announced, we played the opening uh, uh, <laughs> the theme opening song. Seat, yes. Yeah, and it was that that CD kind of saxophone, that eighties saxophone yeah. kind of, you know, the sax you know crimes the one, kind of, you know, the yeah. saxophone, oh, and it really kind of. <laughs> You're listening to Love and Sex. Yeah. And so it almost feels like a parody. You almost wait for the punchline. From the very beginning. Yeah. And the problem with that is that they are trying to cover some very, very serious topics. Absolutely. Some of them are very sensitive topics. Yes. Uh, quite literally in the case of episode three. Yes. Um, and But also treat them with respect and be sex positive. Yes. Um, they're very big on saying that they're sex positive. Sex positive. Yeah. But some of that to me. Yes. Smacks as lip service when your whole speak. exactly Sorry. yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it almost feels as though because okay I think we're we're going to get into this a bit more when we talk about specific episodes but uh, I think the difference between me growing up here in yes. Australia and yes. you growing up in the states yes. is that the culture and the t- the conversation around sex is yes. very different absolutely and to me this it, people in australia will remember dr feelgood from the 90s okay and it was a uh, yeah a, i'm not a I wasn't familiar with it adult only time of nine o'clock on on this was this was national radio network um, so is that like public radio kind of thing it wasn't public radio it was like it was like today fm so oh, okay so it was commercial radio uh, so it was commercial radio but it was 
um, uh, the Osteria network, I think it is. And right. so they, they have versions of that in different cities. Right. So the same program would go out. Right. Everyone in Australia knew who Dr. Feelgood and, was. And it was know. a big deal. It was, like, a, bi- it was everybody a big deal. Listened everyone to listened to it. Okay. And between that and, you know, magazines like Cosmo. I mean, we had Dr. Cleo, Ruth, you know. It's sort of similar, but it was a little bit more kind of, and it's, it's like what this sort of goes for. It's a couple of people talking about it. Right. Dr. Feelgood, people would phone in with their sex oh, problems and things okay, like that. Okay. Now, when I started listening to the show, I immediately got flashbacks to 25 years ago listening to this on my radio in my bedroom because and I thought oh and I remember them saying that thing that that have lines like if you're gonna have sex don't do it just because you want to get off if you really want to please your partner yeah you know do it because uh you know you really want to please your partner and all this stuff and and that's kind of when we get into episode three which is called how unleashing the power of the clitoris could change the world yes they literally dropped that line in um, about three quarters of the way through the episode yeah and I I talked to you about this before we started recording you and I was saying it felt a little bit patronizing to me because it felt as though um, it's like these are all these things that men don't know. Men don't know. And it's like actually, actually no yeah. because this conversation has been happening. for. If, right. you, if you've watched an episode of Sex in the City, yeah, they they banged on about it constantly, you know, and it's kind yeah. of like how men don't do these things and all right. women don't know these things and we should teach each other. and so. But then it occurred to me, the reason that it's so prevalent uh, in US media yes. and in this in particular, and it was the reason you gave me, was because maybe the conversation is different. conversations are just different. Which is why this show is a little bit schizophrenic. Yes. And I like elements of it. Same here. And let's go through the episodes in order because because I haven't actually listened. I haven't actually listened to the first one. The the sex. I only listened about (laughs) half of the sex with robots one. The the first one will be certainly in in our producer David McVeigh's uh, wheelhouse because uh, (laughs) wait a minute on on, well no because on on the recently returned Geek Actually podcast yes uh, the all new Geek Actually podcast uh, Geek Actually always had a segment called the impending robot apocalypse and uh, talking about how technology caught up and and you know eventually how robots would eventually take over us we don't believe in zombie apocalypses here it's going to be the robot overlords the robot overlords will take us over and there's a whole notion of transcendence where eventually you know uh, robots will become smart enough to to, you know take over and whatnot now this is Interesting because they they start off talking about technology in sex toys. Yes, talking about the oh yes and like remote control, remote control vibrators and, yeah. and how with a, with an app on your phone you can actually control a vibrator on the other side so of the, the world, world and, and all that, that kind of stuff. stuff. <laughs> so, but then they talk James. about. <laughs> I know I can't talk. Uh, no, but then they that's going to make the rest of the podcast really complicated <laughs> if you can't talk. I'll do I'll do it in hand signals and you'll have to switch the, to the video feed. dance. Uh, but no, but then they actually start talking about really interesting things around uh, real-life sex toys, yes. uh, re- real-life sex dolls yes. that are that are um, starting to look like uh, Oh, that's humans, right. I did listen to this and part. And they're starting to look like – and I think that something very similar to this was covered on This Week's Geek actually as well. And, but And does it become almost not sentient? But well, this is the thing. When yeah. they're, they're actually getting – because they actually have – the robotics can actually respond – in kind yes. to things, and they and, almost, they learn, and they learn. And what they were doing is they're ultimately projecting to a point where if 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 the robot does actually develop an intelligence of a kind, yes, is it uh, what level of intelligence yeah. is this the equivalent of having sex with a child? Yeah, is this the equivalent of where does consent come into yeah. that? Yeah, what do, what happens when you? So how does this work? What happens with, like, when you decide Chappie? to break? <laughs> <laughs> Chappie has sex. Chappie <laughs> wants sex now. Um, but but like, the thing that. But, I mean, but what just, happens when you break up with a robot? Yeah. Do you just unplug it? And if 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 if, if you know humans do actually I know count that picture it that as, David's bringing uh, up. Is it the is it a very uncanny uncanny valley? Yeah. Uh, picture? Yeah. Yeah. And this was this was frightening. There's this Japanese uh, theme park that's opening up that um, needs to go away from my face right listen, now. <laughs> listen to um, I know I saw this on the on the show notes of Geek Actually episode one this week, and it's okay. it's basically a Japanese theme park which is Westworld effectively. Oh fuck! And off. Uh, that leads into a whole kettle of oh, robotic fish, really scary, you know. creepy fish. Uh, <laughs> and and that's why I found but that the- that that was a discussion. Yes. It's raised a lot of questions. I yes. really like that episode. And and the thing yeah. that they I think that they did in that one in particular was they they got some 
re- like you said, some questions were raised and they brought in really interesting people yeah. to open up the dialogue around. And they didn't just talk amongst themselves about it, mm. you know? And it was the same for the next one, the Fifty Shades of Grey one. Which is, looking you know, honestly, it's, it's, it's one well, of the most interesting yeah. conversations. Because, I mean, let's be face, let's let's be frank. Everybody, and don't call me Frank, but let's. <laughs> everybody has been talking about. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. Um, everybody's been talking about Fifty Shades yeah. of Grey and, you know, dissecting it and saying, you know, what's good about it, what's bad about it. And but they, is... they brought in, um, and, and I was trying to, they go into this, like, what is the plural of dominatrix? Is it dominatrices? <laughs> dominatrices? I don't know what the, somebody come up with the plural of that. Um, so they speak to a couple of dominatrixes and then also bring in a researcher who works in human sexuality. And, and they take a visit to uh, Paddles. Yes, as well. they go visit Paddles. And they, so they do. Which they is get, a New York bondage club, yes. basically. Yeah. But it's interesting to hear them take those two sides of it. Yes. So here are people who are in the BDSM community who have particular views yes. on, on what Fifty Shades of Grey is. And then here we have an academic who mm. studies these. So it's two very different, uh, coming at it from very different perspectives. Perspectives, mm. but have something to say, and they're. It's just interesting to hear those those perspectives on it. And I really like that because it started off with my kind of view on Fifty Shades, which yes. is this very misogynistic, yes, um, yes. Uh, Relationship where no, they talk about the fact that Fifty Shades of Grey is actually a relationship where nobody gets what they want. Yes, it's 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 effectively rape because um, she just wants uh, to quote the 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 book, which I've not read, but they quoted a million times. Vanilla, vanilla, sex. yeah, and, and everybody uses that. And term. he has a very particular set of skills. Ooh, um, oh, he wants I think to, we have a clip of the. Uh, oh, we do the academic. That's, okay, so this whose is, name I can never pronounce. I I looked at it a few times. Let's, let's and hope I'm it's never, in the clip. <laughs> I don't think it is, but that's okay. The biggest things that, that people had a problem with was its conflation with abuse. Sort of presenting, you know, people who might be into BDSM as as damaged, sort of perpetuating that stereotype that especially any dominant desires have to come from some trauma and abuse and and that these people are abusive people, which is is really not true. But Christian Gray, I mean, his character is an abuser. And and yeah, and that's yeah. and that's one of the points they make. But yeah. what I then like about the rest of the episode is that it goes on to explore that world because one of the things that has actually come out of this, the positive mm. thing that they say by the end of this yes. episode is that at least it's put those conversations on yes. the table again. Yes. So in, in the sex positive kind of light that they shine on this yes. is that it's it's got people sort of having conversations at home. Is this something we'd like to try? Is exactly, this, you and know, if it's not this, then maybe that. Uh, and and, you and know, what are you comfortable with? Exactly, that sort of exactly. And so, if if the lessons that are coming out yeah. of this are that, are opening up dialogues, whatever dialogues mm. about people having you know a healthy sex life, then right on. Because like know? it or hate it, it's a cultural phenomenon. Absolutely, you know. You know? And, I, and I've not read it. I've only no. read about it. And nor have I seen the film. No, no. But it was but interesting. Our to, producer to, David McVeigh is nodding his head. Yes, he's read it. He's yeah. read it. Oh, and speaking of reading the book, but in, at the very end of this podcast uh the one about the 50 shades of gray they do the two hosts do actually read from the book and the clip <laughs> is too hysterical so uh let's, yes please <laughs> wait 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 so tell me that part again about the christian gray flavored popsicle right okay this is page 137 my tongue swirls around the end He's my very own christian gray flavored popsicle Ew. i suck harder and harder Hmm, my inner goddess is doing the merengue with some salsa moves. Kill me. Is, is that like, mmm, yummy? Or like, hmm, like, what's this? It's salsa moves. awful. <laughs> <laughs> you Christian grape flavored m and <laughs> I'm waiting for that to show up in the shops. Yeah. Oh. So, okay. gay lollipops. They oh. did have Fifty Shades of Grey, like an a lingerie line at mm-hmm. Target. <laughs> and I think that just spoke volumes, like how yeah. ubiquitous this series of books was, you know, in the culture that there was. Was <laughs> the underwear all gray? It was just yeah, 50 I know, shades it of gray been. underwear. Yeah, it should have yeah. been. Okay, Tuesday, you know? it's off gray. Yeah. <laughs> Wednesday, it's Heather gray. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then the next two, and I don't think we need to dissect the next two terribly, but the next no. two of these, I, I, they, they took a definite turn. They got really, really preachy, the next two. Yeah, they, and they, I think the best way was that we were talking about it was that it was 
uh, they didn't get really critical. No, and I think about the subject. The, the, the two the two next ones are interesting because one of them is very much in the vein of that Doctor Feelgood type of yes. stuff, or or an issue of Cosmo that I was yes. talking about. It's called How Unleashing the Power of the Clitoris Could Change the World, which is a huge title. I mean, that's yeah. a lot. To, uh, change, could change the world. I mean, really. And and I think some of the stuff that where it starts is yes. is interesting. It talks about the history yes. of how uh, uh, Freud. Uh, viewed kind of uh, mature and immature orgasms. It talks about, um, you know, the 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 recent discoveries, as recent as 1998. Yes. How um, <laughs> I can see what he's showing you over there. And it's, yes, it's... Fifty uh, Shades of Grey sex great. toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole section probably on... Uh, it's actually one of my favourite stories that came out of the, the, the weekend of release of yes. Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes. It was a hardware store in America that had instructed its employees to uh, uh, to know all about the right kinds of ropes and things that people would be coming in to ask about wow. as a result of seeing the films. There was a hardware store. So Hard I thought that was uh, ah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the, the thing about this episode though that this one we're talking about it, this is where it starts to there are some really interesting things I said that yeah. the Freud stuff the fact that only in 1998 that the clitoris was recognised as an organ and, of and complexity sort of, that, yes. that that should be treated you know as such during surgery for example absolutely that, that we'd been cutting that, into it for years during surgery and that we'd, we'd been and, avoiding the prostate for years and years and men's surgery but exactly. not in, in you know so it actually it, there were bits and pieces that changed, were interesting so that was interesting that changed but, the then it gets really preachy preachy and. I found it particularly because the rest of the episode is the two hosts' voices. Yes, and that one other than, that one other woman who yeah yeah. And there was also I mean there was interviews with the person who wrote a book, and it has to be at least 10, 15 years yeah. ago because I remember shelving it when I was working in a public library. A book right. called She Comes First. Yes, and it's a book basically uh, both written for both men and women. Yes, about you know it's sex positive. It's sex positive, yeah. and it's to kind of instruct people are going, hey, there's this thing called the clitoris. Maybe you should pay attention right. to it. Right, and so that all that sort of happened you know in the 90s sometimes so this is why the whole thing feels dated very dated to me do you think and do you think it's maybe the there's two things i I think that what's happening here is i hate to say it and i hate to sound ages but the hosts are both really young the hosts are very really and 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 that just rubs me the wrong way yeah and they they, you know phrasing um (laughs) deliberately (laughs) (laughs) and i mean great that they're out there you know talking about this and 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 starting the conversations but it worries me that they're, they want to come off as being experts at this and, without yeah. doing a little bit more critical analysis. And this is this is the and something that really happens in the next episode as yeah. well. But, but the sex parties one. But the sex parties one. Yeah. But because the interesting thing is how long had, how, how long had Paddle's been how long has Paddle's been going on? I mean, yeah. I think he said it's been I mean, going on since like the seventies. In, in the other show, Love and Radio, uh, Genesis Piorage said that that he'd met his partner yeah. he, met, he met lady j yeah. in paddles in paddles and how long how long were they together oh yeah years yeah. and years and years so, so yeah. if they get in there and get a little bit more critical about things and that's the thing i actually found that the fact that it was their voice and them sort of being mm. uh it was their their assumptions yes and their uh judgments that came to the table so it was kind of you know just just offhand comments that he made yeah uh, that that you- that clearly sort of came from a place of there was an assumption of ignorance. Yes. And and actually I should point out that I think it's really important that the conversation is on the table. Yes. And it, it is possible that other people of their age have a similar Or just other people in general. Or other people in general don't have that level of knowledge. Yes. And that maybe that is. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just that that I assume people know these things yeah. and they don't. But it, it, it struck me as slightly condescending. Yeah, I can see that. And that carried on into the next episode mm. where it tried to replicate <gasps> what they did with the, the S&M, uh, the Fifty Shades it's episode. One. And they went to this really exclusive sex party in yes. New York. Um, and I, I mean, f- people and I have been the doing name. sex it's parties. Chemistry. It's called chemistry. People have been, go- been doing yeah. sex parties for years. I mean, there's yeah. the whole thing in the like 60s and 70s about the, the key keys parties. in the bowl. Yeah. You know, that whole thing. It's This is nothing new. So it wasn't new, but this this was... This air of exclusivity, yes. uh, in that you had to fill out this f- survey in advance, and they yes. screened out people. And there was this really uh, annoying part where they kind of mentioned, they said, "Oh, you know, we would screen people. We asked you if you're a gamer, for example. Not that we don't want gamers in here, but we yeah. just want to match up the right kind of people with our clients. Yeah. So implying that if you're so a nerd, no ugly people, no ugly, yeah, no ugly exa- nerds in here. Thank it's you. right. That's right. Um, so there was that kind of yeah. uh, yeah. uh, uh, and- assumption from the start." 
What I had a problem with this episode, yes. the, the episode sort of takes you through the process of going to the club and, and what happens in there and, that you know, there are people having sex and there right. are rooms to go off and be quiet in. There are no tourists allowed. Right. You know, you kind of have to be participatory on some level. Right. But where I found that the episode fell down yes. was not in the exploration of that. Yes. When they did touch on things that – sort of things that I started thinking about, I go, well, what about it, the sanitary nature of yeah. this? What about – permission yeah what about what happens when something goes wrong when, that would be my question they, wouldn't it they mentioned all those things and the the host was kind of like oh don't worry we've got it covered there, there's 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 cameras and there's we've got um uh, what is it pleasure concierges or something yes, that, that run a, that around a and they, ch- they change the sheets so it never gets filthy in there and they clean up all the condoms that are oh, left lying around s- and, and all this sort of stuff and it's kind of like that was the podcast opportunity to go Hang on. Hang on. So (laughs) let's say somebody something does go too far. Let's say something does get you know pushed a little too far. Walk me through the the process. process. What happens? Because they make a very 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 strong case for why they can do this because they're a private club. Yes. It's all behind closed doors. Yes. So and so they don't have to answer to anybody. It worries me when these sort of conversations are happening, as you said before. Yes. With the air of um, authority behind them, yes. Kind of like they're saying we're sex experts. You should give this a go. We're not saying it's for everyone, but give it a go because if you don't, you're a prude. Right. And it's kind of like this is kind of sort of you can't have it both. They're kind of telling people you can't have it both ways. You certainly could at chemistry or paddles. But the thing is, it's interesting, and and I and I. I do worry about that that kind of lack of the sort of recognizing editorial, editorial sort of rigor rigor and which which is probably more coming from HuffPo and that's that's the thing that I yeah. think is the difference between whereas here. you've got Love and Radio which comes from a public radio background yes. ultimately yes of and, course and they've got a very rigorous editorial policy absolutely um, so that's built into the structure of their show exactly whereas HuffPo I, comes from an aggregator where yes. they're really just picking out stories yes. And when they do offer opinion, it fe- seems to be very much that that kind of we're telling you what you think back to you. It almost seems reactionary, yes. rather than considered yeah. to me, yeah. and and not not exclusively through everything. It just mm, seems mm, like because mm. I only listen I listen to uh, the third and fourth, most of the fourth one, the one about the sex parties and the power power of the clitoris. Yes, most and those two in particular did have a very yeah. like I don't know that they said they didn't sound considered. No. And and I don't know if it's if that's a trend for this show or if maybe those I mean every show is going to have a couple of off shows. You know, it's funny. So it'll be interesting to see long term what they do. It's funny because that first episode, "Are You Ready to Have Sex with Robots?" Yes, was an interesting documentary piece. Absolutely, and it's almost as though after that episode they decided, "Let's not do that again. Let's have an opinion show." Yes, and it became yeah. more like it. It sort of went overnight from um, you know NPR to Fox News. Ooh, you know, and to, it's, yeah. I won't say it's as bad as Fox no, News, no. but it sort of goes from that. Let, actually, no, it went, a, it went from from NPR to to or um, uh, to uh, CNN, okay. where CNN's kind of showing you all the flashy things yeah. and, and dazzling shiny, you, shiny, shiny, and it's not really getting into anything well, with any depth. I think, you know, I think the thing is, about this you know, show is it will be interesting to see long term what the the arc is. Mm. That are I, they going to keep with It's fortnightly. They could be a weekly no, show. No, it's a, it's, it's I think it's monthly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they have plenty of time to go out and do some research, you know. They're not, you know, they're not churning these things out. Yeah. And they're only half hour episodes. Exactly. So, so. look, of the two and so we've been going off on about love and sex for a little while, but of the two, of love and radio and love and sex, uh, man, the one that I would add into my feed would be I, love and radio. Look, without I subscribe a, to love and radio because you know? I've been meaning to listen to it for a while. Same. And oh, and you can't. Go, it's so fantastic. All, all the stories I listened to were fascinating. Abs- and some are happy and uplifting, and some are heartbreaking, and, and some are clearly I was annoyed with a bit of love and sex. A there, little so. bit, but so, that's okay. But it was mostly because of the attitude they took yeah. to it, not the subject matter. No, I, th- I think there was a better way of doing that subject yeah, matter. Yeah. It's just a little bit more considered, I think, on their part might bring it, raise the levels of it a little bit more. Now, but moving I, on. I've realised at this late stage yes. that I do... Oh, no, actually, no, I was about to say I don't have the <gasps> next thing we need, but I do have it <gasps> shamelessly stolen from uh, another podcast. Extra hot, great. Yay! I've spent far too much time with David McVeigh. I don't have that on my soundboard anymore. Oh, wait, here it is, which is, is something that happens consistently Yes. on our other show. But we've had 
Tiny yeah. Triumphs this week. We did. Yeah. I literally just applauded myself. You literally <laughs> just applauded yourself. You, so, it's, well, you have a right to. You got tweeted so at by some excited. big people. Okay. So, when the uh, podcast nominations were announced, I uh, live tweeted the what was happening with those and which uh, shows were nominated for what and realized I was the only one live tweeting this thing. So, I got a lot of traffic from that. Mm-hmm. And But then the next day, I was kind of going back and teasing out a few things. And I realized in the nominations, and we sort of alluded to this earlier in the, now which category was it? Sorry. In culture and arts, uh, 99% Invisible with Roman Mars is up against uh, Bullseye, the Bullseye podcast with Jesse Thorne. And so I tweeted out that with both of those uh, being nominated in culture <laughs> arts, does this mean we're going to see a Roman Mars v. Jesse Thorne cage fight? <laughs> and it not only got liked and retweeted by Roman Mars, but it also got lo- liked and retweeted by Jesse Thorne. Yeah. Yay. And it got all, yay! And I think they had all the conversation in between. All right, as well. and people yeah. were like, "Oh, I can picture." And then, and then there was this whole like, yeah. you know, Jesse Thorne's like, "I'll take you down," and it was this whole, and yeah, it was it was very. I fun. should say though as well, your live tweeting of the podcast award nominations yes. got so much attention. Oh yeah, and it was it was picked up so much so that during the actual awards announcement, yes. They shouted out to gave, you. Gave me a shout so, out. Yeah, yeah which so was they cool. Said, Public Forecast said yeah. that. Yeah, because so, they were saying how Serial yeah. hadn't had any nominations yet. Yeah. And that's and they were like, oh, wow, they're right. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. <laughs> and it really only turned up in the people's yeah, choice. Yeah, I know. Which is it's just crazy. We, I should mention one at the end of one of the episodes of Love and Radio. Yeah. They're plugging other things on the network. Oh, God, that's right. And they talk about criminal. They yes. said the most popular true crime podcast that doesn't rhyme with venereal. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so very much in the spirit of this week's episode. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yay! So I think it's uh, time to talk about things we've learned this week. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I'm learning. I am. I am learning. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go on. Okay. Okay. So I was listening to my new favorite show, which is Pop Rocket uh, from Maximum Fun, speaking of Jesse Thorne. And this week, and I just think I heard this today or yesterday, um, one of the hosts, Margaret Wappler, was talking about how in coming up in North American summer 2015, yes. new albums and singles will now all always be released on Fridays. Mm-hmm. Previously, it had always been Tuesdays. And... To make this sort of global release one big thing, so it's, it's supposed to be combating piracy and to bring everybody back on one space. And I personally think it's just the music industry grasping at straws. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the other thing that I found really funny because I was saying who came up with this idea? I had to dig a little bit and find <laughs> out who came up with this idea. And it's the IFPI. And finding out what that stood for was kind of hard, but it's it stands the, for the, the International, International Federation of the Phonographic Industry. Yes. <laughs> and every time I see phonographic, I think it says pornographic. <laughs> which is why I think they don't use their Very full thing. For yeah. This week, yeah. So I think they just, that's why they use IFPI so much. The International Federation of the Pornographic Industry. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. We've decided that everything will come at exactly one minute past 12 <laughs> local time. Uh, local on time. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see going forward what that does in the music industry yeah. and if it has any effect at all, if it. If they're, most of the general consensus was it's a big ploy yeah. and that. One of the uh, Beggar's Banquet, one of the smaller labels, was actually kind of cheesed off about it because they are they're a smaller player in you know the, mm. a very big pool, and how are they meant to compete with your Sony's and your Virgins and your all yeah, your yeah, big yeah. your big players when everything is supposed to be getting released on the same day? Mm. So I don't know why they all need to release on the same day anyway. I think that's kind of silly. It is interesting, but but the record industry in a lot of ways has been this is it's a conversation for a different show entirely, but. The record industry has been ahead of the game and these sort of things for a long time compared with, say, film and television. Okay. Where, you know, it, in our very early days when we had things like Napster and mm. we had things like, uh, um, uh, you know, those kind of things that were, were people were, were getting illegally downloaded music. Right. The industry responded with things like iTunes yes. and, and jumped on board that yes. and actually saw that as a way to get legal music out there yes. and made music simultaneously digitally available worldwide. Yes. Something that film and television hasn't yet managed to do yes. because it's so tangled up in uh, rights and licenses and all and sorts local of law, things. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, my question to you is what would happen if they changed the release date for comics? Oh, that would be, wow. Would you, uh, <laughs> if it wasn't on a Wednesday anymore? Apocalypse. Wow. Well, Big Bang Theory would have to change a lot of their jokes, but yeah, yeah, because there's actually a documentary I think called like every you know any given Wednesday or something, yeah, or, yeah, and things like that. Wednesday is such a huge part of comics culture. Yeah, uh, it would be bizarre yeah. if it came out. 
Although mm. digital has changed that slightly because you get digital comics being released on Monday or Tuesday now. And it's not a, it's Monday and, or Tuesday. It's uh, not a particular depending. Day. Some some of them they, they sometimes release a, co- a digital comic every day of the week. Right. Just depending on on the schedule. Like they might have, you know, uh, a DC might put out an Arrow comic on the Monday and a Flash comic on the Tuesday. Yes. And, and you know, a, a Justice League one on the Thursday. So Batman one on the Friday. Whatever. Yeah. You know, and it'll just be their weekly digital comics. Yes. They have their main slot coming out on the yes. Wednesday. The stuff that also comes out in print. Oh, okay. But digital has changed that slightly, yes. and it has made it really that your new comic days when, whenever you log on yes so there you uh, go but uh, you know i guess that's the same as the, the comic industry is the same as record industry there used to be a point where you would go to your record store on the day of release there used right. to be a point where you would go to your comic store on the day right. of release right now it's not as important no I it just, isn't. i just do it when i wake up yeah you know exactly 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 yeah. so uh what'd you learn this week well, actually, I we mentioned the show. We mentioned uh, the All New Geek Actually show. All New Geek uh, which is, Actually. And, and that, is, that is a subtle bit of cross-promotion. Not that it needs it because it's going to... Subtle as a sledgehammer. It's going to outrank us in seconds. Absolutely. But it's... I have uh, no illusions about this. No, no. I mean, look, the Geek Actually... Well, it is the name of the network. So you'd hope it is oh, our flagship yeah. show. Uh, but I, I did actually know. I, I really, really, really have been looking forward to the return of day. We mentioned before they did the impending robot apocalypse. Mm. But in the spirit of this week's show, they, yes. they covered a story which I thought had to be fake, but it turns out it's actually true. Pornhub, yes. uh, who are one of the biggest online free porn sites, yes. uh, have released, <laughs> they're doing a beta project yes. um, of something called the Wank Band. Okay. Now go and listen to episode one of the new show to hear more about this and actually yes. hear the clip and go and look at the show notes on geekactually.com uh, for the link to Gizmodo about this. But this is literally a small device that yes. charges up in a particular self-pleasuring motion. So wait a minute. Uh, so wait, wait, wait. What was the, the, the shake weight? The shake weight. So you I could, think, you I could, think uh, David or you David. You could combine the shake weight. Yeah, David actually the, mentioned this on the, the show. The, and it, 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 it you can you can – Exercise and save the economy, save the uh, environment save at the same the world. time. And I'm making the motion right now, and it's disturbing <laughs> me as much as it's disturbing you. I'm sure. Uh, the the video is actually quite funny and clever. It is. It uh, is talking about that saying. Now, if you get caught, you can just tell you're doing your bit for the environment. I'm doing my bit for the environment. Uh, right you know, on. So it's quite good. But the learning that the fact that this even existed, right, was news to me. Yeah. Uh, so that's that, fantastic. That is phenomenal, and. That, that that is the sort of show where you learn things like that. Oh, totally. Um, like weird food <laughs> and stuff. I was actually surprised on that show. There was a show day. There was a story David told me he was going to do on that show, but I think it'll be next week's episode. Ah, but so teaser we found for the next out one. That apparently, there's a couple of Australians who are laying claim to the world's oldest hamburger oh, at the moment as well. God, I don't even want is, to think about that. Which looks strangely intact because it's from McDonald's and it's twenty yeah, years old. Yeah, that's 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 that's. I did ooh. some seriously learning in the. Uh, in, in the hour and 40 minutes of Geek Action <laughs> show this week. <laughs> yeah. And we thought the interview show was long. <laughs> I, I also learned that, you know, it is possible for a Geek Actually show to exist without me. <laughs> Only just. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, but you didn't have to talk about you know, Chappie. Just discounting the three years the network existed before. I yeah. Came the world exists outside of you. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, you didn't have to talk about Chappie. I'm so. deep into to multi world theory and multiversity at the moment. So I'm all about the whole universe revolving around in my every decision. So, but we are the center of our own universes. So, exactly. duh. Yeah. All right. Really quickly before <laughs> oh, we go. Oh, I love this. Uh, Google uh, Google Feud, as in like Family Feud. If you have not been playing this, I'm gonna. Sorry, I'm driving. We're sharing a computer here, and I'm trying to drive here. Uh, it, you can go in. So they've <laughs> taken the you know the top. You start a question, and then they've taken the top Google answers. I'm sure you've played it, but we thought we'd go through a really quick. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. So I've got Google Feud up here, and I uh, clicked on question. And so we did can, and the, you have to finish the question. So can you smoke? Ooh. And uh, then we have to fill in the, the what we think I the most. Guess. You um, have to guess what the most uh, the answers are. So what do you think? What can't you smoke? Bananas. Bananas. <laughs> B a n a n a s. All right. Can you smoke bananas? No. no, I actually think it's banana peels, but I don't want to put that. Okay, yeah. Uh, can you smoke uh, uh, underwater? Ooh. Under, Oops, oh, under. Oh, if I typo. could type. U N. It's it's not very forgiving with typos. So. No, it's uh, no. That wasn't one of the autocompletes. All right, one more. Uh, can you smoke uh, in restaurants? Oh no, you're gonna make me spell restaurants on you. In yeah. rest a u r a n. 
No. no. Okay, okay, so, so what the top would answer Can you smoke? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in reverse order, the yes. answers were can you smoke stems? Yes. Kratom. Yes. what that is. Weed while breastfeeding. Breastfeeding. Wax out of a bowl. <laughs> Xanax. Xanax. Who the hell would Molly? Why would you waste? Oh, God, that's, you know. Uh, can you smoke tea? tea? Actually, that's that's kind of no, interesting. No, because you can, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's di- when they're smoking it, you know, depends yeah. on what you mean by can that. Can you smoke weed while pregnant? Oh, so people God. want to know if you can smoke weed while, while pregnant breast- and then breastfeeding. Uh, breastfeeding. As well. so women can you smoke catnip? catnip? I've heard that before. <laughs> you can. I mean, technically you could. Yeah. And can you, you smoke, smoke shrooms? shrooms? Oh, it's a fun game. Yeah. And I've been playing it way too much. So they've got all sorts of categories on there. They have people and, cat- you know, like they put in, like, you know, the name Lisa. You have to check, the, you know, the 10 top Lisas that people and Google for. I am for really and- bad at the name one. Oh, I try playing the name, the name ones, one. Yeah. I'm awful with it. But the question I'm, ones are fun. But you I'm pretty do- good at the question ones and okay at the culture ones. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. The two. culture ones I'm good with. Yeah. But I, I lose my faith in humanity after a while. It's a great a drinking game. It'll be great. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Oh, and did you see that Cards Against Humanity now has a digital version? <gasps> I know. I know. I'm never leaving the house. Wow. Uh, we we need in. to have an official geek actually card tonight. <gasps> so yeah, that's, that's going to happen. Absolutely, this year. I, I'm, I'd be down for that. When we get back, now we'll be taking a oh, yes. week off. Yes, uh, because we are going overseas. We are going overseas. Uh, we we both work at the same place, yes. and we're going off to the same work conference. Yes. <laughs> uh, so it's all very incestuous. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do that next week. So there won't be a geek action. So there won't be a geek. Ah. There won't be there a will podcast. Be a geek, there will be a geek actually. There'll be plenty of geek actually. There'll be a podcast pillar for, and there'll be a behind the panels. Um, but there no, won't be. No, there won't be a podcast pillar for. There will be a geek actually, and there will be a behind <laughs> right. the panels. Listen to what Amy said. Don't yeah, listen to what I yeah, said. Yeah, always listen to me. Um, so there won't be another one, but this one's gone a little bit over. So you've got more of us. And last week's episode was so epic. Yeah, go back uh, and listen to it again. You've got plenty to go on with there, <laughs> and you've got two other shows on the network yeah. to listen to. So. Uh, of course, if you if you like this show, go and rate us on iTunes. Yes, please. Uh, go to Podcast Pillar Foot on iTunes and leave us five stars. Yes, please. Um, or, or review. Uh, yes, please. And all those sorts of things. You can do that on Stitcher as well. Yeah. You can subscribe to us. That really helps us out. It does. Do the same for other shows. Do it on the Geek Actually Superfeed as well, which yes, is where please. all of our shows come through from. And, of course, uh, geekactually.com and podcastpillowfoot.com yes. where you find all of the shows that we do Anywhere, no matter who the hosts are, me or otherwise. What what mix we have behind <laughs> behind the mics here? <laughs> so I think that's another show. I think it is. <gasps> so from myself and myself. That's that's Richard Gray over there. That's me. Yeah, and it's Amy Barker over here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I've always I've always had problems with that. Yeah, and the geek actually told me I want to thank you for listening to us today. I hope you found some interesting podcasts to listen to mm. and and some some interesting sex positive choices that Absolutely. you'll be making after listening Absolutely. to this. Absolutely. Um, apart from all the things we just mentioned, you can of course follow us on Twitter, which we mentioned before yeah. at Pillow Fortcast. Yes, and you can follow the whole network at Geek Actually. Yes. Uh, if you want more information on anything you heard today, just go to podcastpillowfort.com where you'll have all the show notes any links and anything we've mentioned throughout there we hope to see you here next time in the pillow fort 